the law school of america today's lesson starts now in the united states the calculus of negligence also known as the hand rule hand formula or bpl formula is a term coined by judge learned hand and describes a process for determining whether a legal duty of care has been breached the original description of the calculus was in united states v carroll towing company in which an improperly secured barge had drifted away from a pier and caused damage to several other boats. Articulation of the Rule Hand stated The owner's duty, as in other similar situations, to provide against resulting injuries is a function of three variables, 1, the probability that she will break away, 2, the gravity of the resulting injury, if she does, 3, the burden of adequate precautions. This relationship has been formalized by the law and economics school as such, and act as in breach of the duty of care of where B is the cost, burden, of taking precautions, and P is the probability of loss, L, L is the gravity of loss. The product of PXL must be a greater amount than B to create a duty of due care for the defendant. Rationale The calculus of negligence is based on the Coe's theorem. The tort system acts as if, before the injury or damage, a contract had been made between the parties under the assumption that a rational, cost-minimizing individual will not spend money on taking precautions if those precautions are more expensive than the costs of the harm that they prevent. In other words, rather than spending money on safety, the individual will simply allow harm to occur and pay for the costs of that harm, because that will be more cost-efficient than taking precautions. This represents cases where B is greater than PL. If the harm could be avoided for less than the cost of the harm, B is less than PL, then the individual should take the precautions, rather than allowing the harm to occur. If precautions were not taken, we find that a legal duty of care has been breached, and we impose liability on the individual to pay for the harm. This approach, in theory, leads to an optimal allocation of resources, where harm can be cheaply avoided, the legal system requires precautions. Where precautions are prohibitively expensive, it does not. In marginal cost terms, we require individuals to invest one unit of precautions up until the point that those precautions prevent exactly one unit of harm, and no less. Criticism Critics point out that the term gravity of loss, L, is big, and could entail a wide variety of damages, from a scratched fender to several dead victims. Even then, on top of that, how exactly a juror should determine a value for such a loss is abstract in itself. The speculative nature of the rule also seizes upon how a juror should determine the probability of loss, p. Additionally, the rule fails to account for possible alternatives, whether it be the use of alternate methods to reach the same outcome, or abandoning the risky activity altogether. Human teams estimating risk need to guard against judgment errors, cf. Absolute probability judgment. Use in practice. In the U.S., juries, with guidance from the court, decide what particular acts or omissions constitute negligence, so a reference to the standard of ordinary care removes the need to discuss this moot rule. Juries are not told this rule but essentially use their common sense to decide what an ordinarily careful person would have done under the circumstances. The calculus of negligence has less practical value for the lay researcher seeking to understand how the courts actually determine negligence cases in the United States than the jury instructions used by the courts in the individual states. Outside legal proceedings, this rule is the core premise of insurance, risk management, quality assurance, information security and privacy practices. It factors into due care and due diligence decisions in business risk.
restrictions exist in the cases where the law applies to human life or the probability of adverse finding in court cases. One famous case of abuse by industry in recent years related to the Ford Pinto. Quality assurance techniques extend the use of probability and loss to include uncertainty bounds in each quantity and possible interactions between uncertainty and probability and impact for two purposes. First, to more accurately model customer acceptance and process reliability to produce wanted outcomes. Second, to seek cost-effective factors either up or downstream of the event that produce better results that sustainably reduce costs. Example, simply providing a protective rail near a cliff also includes quality manufacture features of the rail as part of the solution. Reasonable signs warning of the risk before persons reach the cliff may actually be more effective in reducing fatalities than the rail itself. Australia In Australia, the calculus of negligence is a normative judgment with no formula or rule. In NSW, the test is how a reasonable person, or other standard of care, would respond to the risk and the circumstances considering the probability that the harm would occur if care were not taken and, the likely seriousness of the harm, the burden of taking precautions to avoid the risk of harm, and the social utility of the activity that creates the risk of harm. State and territory legislatures require that the social utility of the activity that creates the risk of harm be taken into account in determining whether or not a reasonable person would have taken precautions against that risk of harm. For example, in Harris v. Bulldogs Rugby League Club Limited the court considered the social utility of holding football matches when determining whether a football club took sufficient precautions to protect spectators from the risk of being struck by fireworks set off as part of the entertainment during a game. Now a word from our sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. The Law School of America. In the USA. The rescue doctrine of the law of torts holds that if a tortfeasor creates a circumstance that places the tort victim in danger, the tortfeasor is liable not only for the harm caused to the victim, but also the harm caused to any person injured in an effort to rescue that victim. This doctrine was originally promulgated by Benjamin N. Cardoso in the 1921 case, Wagner v. International Rye. Company there, writing for the Court of Appeals of New York, which is the Supreme Court of that state, Cardoso stated, Danger invites rescue. The cry of distress is the summons to relief, the emergency begets the man. The wrongdoer may not have foreseen the coming of a deliverer. He is accountable as if he had. The rescue doctrine was established 19 years later, in the landmark case of Cote v. Palmer. Essentially, the rescue doctrine means that the rescuer can recover damages from a defendant when the rescuer is injured rescuing someone. The defendant is usually negligent in causing the accident to occur. Other cases have occurred where the plaintiff is injured rescuing the defendant and is able to collect damages. In Wagner v. International Railway, riders on the defendant's trains were allowed to walk between cars while the train was moving. In one incident, a rider fell through the cars. The plaintiff, trying to help the fallen rider, was injured himself herself. The court found the defendant liable because of negligence to allow riders to walk between cars while the train was moving. The aforementioned example is a reference to the concept that danger invites rescue. 
whoever caused the accident will be liable for any subsequent accident which develops as a result of the original accident. Essentially, in its pure form the rescue doctrine boils down to four main elements, all of which must be met in order to bring it to bear for the person asserting its privilege. 1. There must be peril or the appearance of peril to a third party, caused by the defendant. 2. That peril or appearance of peril must be imminent. 3. A reasonable person would recognize the peril or appearance of peril and the plaintiff must also have actually recognized it. And 4. The plaintiff must have exercised reasonable care in effecting the rescue. The Law School of America. This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America. (laughs) 